What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Awaken Project podcast. We are so happy that you're listening in with us. My name is Blake Wright, and I'm here with... Steven Wagner. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the yes. show. We are super excited that you are here joining us once again on the Awaken Project podcast. Yes, and this is the... Is, is this the second release within two weeks? It's uh, technically, Does that make the, sense? technically the third... Within oh, a, within three a, weeks. Within a two-week span. Oh, my goodness. So 14 days. Holy cow. Because well, we released last Friday. That's right. But then we also had an actual episode out the Friday before because there was the update in the middle. If you haven't listened to our February update yet, I advise that you do so so that way you are totally up to date. Yes, I, I agree. On all things TAP. Uh, but yeah, so we got we got the content just streaming. Wow! You know? So this is for the the real committed listeners are the ones that are listening in on this. They've been here for three weeks. I think so. Yeah, the ones that are like, all right, these guys are actually like kind of okay. <laughs> They're kind of okay, you know. Yeah, we're sticking with them. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for following along. If you're one of those loyal and faithful uh, listeners. And if this is your first time listening in with us, man, we're so excited that you uh, you chose to listen, and uh, we hope that you get something out of this, and we hope that you leave encouraged and want to come back for more, you know, second second helping, sometimes third. You know, I know that us millennials, for some reason, are always on random health kicks, and I just want to know what happened to the second serving, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is a valid question. This is a very valid Whatever question. Whatever happened to going up for second? You know, Do, are there Blake? Have you done any uh, health diet fad things <laughs> recently? Oh, I, didn't, I don't do any of them. I don't know. What do you call them? I don't uh, know. Gosh, fads. You, did you, I don't were know you on the, the, the kombucha? Were you on that kombucha oh, life? Oh, dude, I love the kombucha. It was just too much work, though. I, I loved it, and it was good, but. Can you do second servings with kombucha? Oh, man, I, I need to. <laughs> I need to. It was so good. It, it actually surprisingly enough it did make me feel better i'd never thought that yeah. i was going to i mean i would never pay for it at the store but it was a lot of work what it, okay can you please tell me and i guess for everyone else that's roped into this listening what exactly is that stuff again oh, man i don't it's fermented tea but what for what fermented sweet tea and it's it's weird to make because you need this organism called a scoby and it's spelled S-C-O-B-Y. Yeah, Scoby. Not Scooby, Scoby. And Maybe the cousins, Scooby, Scoby, cousins. <laughs> Same thing. Half removed, twice right. removed, I don't know. Yeah, the Scoby is what Scooby threw up. Oof, oof. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. So it's not. I know that, so you don't have to tell. You don't have to, okay, don't have to all right. research that. Don't, don't go and look to see if it's real. Scooby did not throw up the Scoby from too many Scooby snacks, okay? That's not a real thing. But it is an organism that eats and breaks down the sugar so that it's healthy for you. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. All I right. think. I think. I'm not an expert, but I think. Can like sweet, can like fermented sweet tea is like, can it become like alcoholic? Dude, it does. It does. It does? It does. It has an alcohol content-ish what? in it. Yeah. So I... This is kind of crazy, and I don't advise this, but, I mean, if it happens, it happens, whatever. So I stopped drinking beer for a while. I like to drink beer. I'm Lutheran, and 
I enjoy <laughs> beer. So if if you got an issue with that, okay, I would love to get a beer with you and understand why. Um, oh. <laughs> but I do I do drink beer, and uh, I but I stopped for a while. I'm like, man, I just I need a break, and uh, so I stopped for about three months, and I started making kombucha, and for some reason. I would try, like, I, I actually learned you're not supposed to do this, but I would have, like, three or four glasses of it a day because it's good for your gut. And so I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be so good. I'm going to be so slim. It's going to eat the fat right off of my <laughs> off my belly. And, uh, man, I was I was actually starting to get a little uh, little goofy off of it. Oh, man. Like, I was, I was feeling the side effects just briefly. Ooh. And uh, I'm not saying it was, like, wild, like, out of control, but I'm like, man, this is weird. This is fermented tea. What the heck? <laughs> but yeah, in the grocery stores, they actually say that on the label, man. It, it's it's got it all. But I don't think you have to be 21 to buy it. Interesting. I know. I know. In action. And for anyone anyone curious out there, um, I'm 24, and Blake, you're what 20? You're almost 27. Hey, you're getting there. It. Stop it. Yes, you're I close. Am. I'm 26 and three quarters. 26 and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, we're up there. We're we're of age. We're of age. Yeah, we can we can talk about beer <laughs> and be allowed to talk about beer. Yes. So we, yeah, beer, coffee, man. Actually, I don't know if I'm a, I'm gonna be a part of this, but I do enjoy it. I just started drinking oat milk. Oat oh wait hold up excuse me, oat oat milk? milk yes okay all right. That is um that has not made its way to Spain. <laughs> no. If this is your first time listening this is if this is your first time listening to this, I Steven, hi. Um I live in Spain and we do not have all the different types of milk that the United States has and uh oat milk. <laughs> yeah, that one hasn't made it over here yet. Not goat milk, oat milk. Yeah, I heard yeah. O A T <laughs> milk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's let me tell you something. I that just sounds like like super watery oatmeal. Oh man, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> well, I hate to tell you, that's pretty much what it is. Oh no, ooh, it ooh, it ooh, tastes ooh, better. Ooh. Uh, this isn't sponsored, but Chirabani or however you say that, they make the best oat milk. So if you're looking for a great oat milk experience, get the Chirabani vanilla oat milk. You will thank me later. It tastes like the marshmallows from Lucky Charm cereal. That's what it tastes ooh. like. So it's Ooh. it's really good. It's rich. That one actually doesn't taste like water and oats, but I it's expensive. So I was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my own. So I researched a little bit about oat milk and what I could do to make it. One of the recipes that I found was three cups water to half a cup of oats. And so I blended it up and I was pumped up. I was like, yes, I'm going to save so much money. I don't have to go and spend $4 on a half a gallon of oat milk. And... I tasted it. <laughs> it was disgusting. And, oh man, it tasted. Man, you forgot to put some Lucky Charms in I there, I guess. <laughs> some marshmallows, <laughs> but it tasted like watered Something. down marshmallow or not marshmallows, <laughs> watered down oatmeal, uh, oats. Yeah, yeah. So, Oof. but then, yeah, big rip. But then, round two. So here you go, everybody. This is the key, and this is the secret. I did the next round. I did three cups water. I did a full cup of oats, and I did two tablespoons of honey. Man, Ooh. now, Stephen, let me tell you something, okay? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm hooked. I'm in. Okay, so that is an experience. It doesn't taste like milk. I don't think I would call it milk, but I think I would call it an oat experience. <laughs> an oat? I'm just, yeah, I'm like, 
I'm trying to think of what words in the English language I know to describe an oat. Exp- it sounds like it sounds like a facial. Rub, it's almost. But well, hey, I'm here for it. it's only a facial rub that you can drink too. You know what? And that's incredible. That might be what it is. You know, I. You, it's still. So you can get great skin, great gut health. Yes. And it tastes good too. Exactly. So it's it's Man. a win win all around. But I would. It's win win all around. I will say that it does. It tastes great. Uh, I'm about to try it in coffee here later today, even though it's 5.30. I just I drink coffee morning and night. That's just what I do. And so I'm going to try to my coffee. I'll have an update on the next one. Steven, remind me of how okay. that went. The only thing that I didn't like about the outcome of uh, my oat milk making experience is that I couldn't filter it enough to the point where I got all the gritties out of it. Uh, you know, so I'm a little nervous yeah. about the gritties. But... Who knows? Maybe they're they're non issue. I don't know. Sure. I guess we won't know until the next episode. I guess we won't know. Yeah. But, well and speaking of the next episode, we should make sure we actually talk about <laughs> something relevant for this episode. <laughs> oh man, that's right. Okay. So we're not here about yeah. fad diets. We're not here about oat milk and almond butter. We didn't even hit that one yet. We're here today to talk about stewardship. And yes. Stephen, tell us a little bit about how this conversation of stewardship came about and how this series is forming and happening. Yeah, totally. So the next three episodes of this podcast, we're going to be talking about stewardship. And if that doesn't quite excite you right off the top of your, right out of your seat, whatever the expression is, that's okay. It's okay to think, really guys, like that's the best you could do. And by the end of the three weeks, I hope that you will say, hmm, actually, that was worth my while. Yeah. So bear with us here for a little bit. But anyway, stewardship. So a little while ago, I uh, was reading a blog post off of Ravi Zacharias Ministries. Uh, that, so Ravi Zacharias is an apologetic, and he has a super cool international ministry and some great resources online. Go check him out. And I was reading this one article about whether or not it was okay for Christians to uh, use marijuana recreationally or uh, medical, not wasn't really taught, but mostly recreationally. The green. Yeah, the green. And so mostly what he talked about as the main argument that most people make is, oh, whether or not it's legal or some of the um, stereotypes around it, not not necessarily getting into um, anything besides the main arguments that you hear is the, the for or against marijuana um, just as a regular substance and also what a Christian sh- should do with it. And so he brought it back to a stewardship thing, actually, and thought about, well, he talked about, excuse me, we need to be stewarding our minds well. We need to be stewarding our bodies well and in order to experience the truth that God has set before us in creation and in Jesus. Is marijuana something that we need in order to live in that truth to the fullest? That's very, very, very paraphrased. Wow. But uh, yeah, he brought it back to a stewardship issue. And I thought, hmm. That's really interesting. I never would have thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Mostly because whenever I think about stewardship or whenever I used to think about stewardship before I did some research for this series, I quite frankly always thought about money. It was always finances. It was always the capital campaign at church, something having to do with giving and tithing and anything else regarding my paycheck, which fair, that's important. Right. That's very important. Funding for ministries is very important. However, 
The concept of stewardship can apply to a lot of different mediums, and the goal for this series is going to be how can we better explore stewardship in the context of the entire Christian walk and not just our finances. Mm -hmm. We will get into finances a little bit into this episode, but throughout this series, we're hoping to enlighten all of you through what we have learned and what the Spirit will be saying through us. Yeah. The whole the whole nine yards. Yeah. Yeah. So just the just the barge in here. Oh no, boy. come on. <laughs> yeah, because that's what? what I do. So something that's interesting is I've had multiple conversations about that and I've never about marijuana and it being legal and so on and so forth. And whether you're for or against, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's not what we're here to discuss right here and right now. The in, the most interesting thing when Stephen told me about that was man how crazy is it that it's not just a matter of whether it's right or wrong ravi zacharias took it and said are you respecting yourself with it and i had like this this huge conviction fall over me because you can make that argument for everything for literally everything, everything. you're just like well all right. Wow. Now so back to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oof. So the our food thing at the beginning. Wow, it ties in. We didn't plan that, but I'm a I'm a huge foodie and I'm a bigger guy, and so I have to ask myself the question of Am I stewarding the, my body well by the things that I eat? And uh, I can definitely tell you that when I drink oat milk, I'm definitely stewarding my body well. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> okay, the way you said it, I was like, I mean, listen, Blake. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the side effects of oat of oat milk. Whatever. If you if you if that's if that's helping you cut down a little bit, then hey, man, we're we're <laughs> we're here for it. Anyways, okay. Sorry. Right. So bring it back home then. <laughs> but no, yeah, bringing it back. I just think that it's something that we have to ask ourselves with literally everything that we do. You know, are we, yeah, not only our bodies, but our resources. And uh, I've literally never thought about it. I've never thought about anything in that way until Stephen shared this with me. So I just wanted to pop in and uh, kind of my side of it, uh, share that part. Totally. So anyway, Stephen, keep going. Yeah, yeah. So the outline for the next three weeks is going to be this week we want to just redefine stewardship uh, to really make sure that we're all on the same page as to what stewardship really is um, in a biblical context and all the different ways that stewardship can apply to, yes, both finances, but both all areas of our life. The next week, we're going to be talking about individual stewardship, so things that we can individually do and issues that normally affect us at an individual level that we can steward better. Uh, in order to further the kingdom of God. And then our last week, we're going to be looking at communal stewardship issues. So things that we can do as a body of believers, things that we can do uh, within our relationships to better help us steward everything that we have, all the gifts that we have from God. So without further ado, let's get this thing rolling. Let's do it. If we yeah, haven't already. let's go. But let's do it. All right. So Blake, you've already touched on this a little bit, but can you just re- uh, restate what stewardship is considered and what it actually means. Yeah, man. So, um, first of all, I think that stewardship is taught and it's learned uh, through 
kind of I actually think that it's it's taught in the word and in the Bible we see it throughout different stories uh, but then we also learn about it from our parents I think that's the most direct way that we see it whether we know it or not we learn stewardship from them for me in the past I know that just like you Stephen I've always thought money when it's when it comes to stewardship um, and actually once we started talking about this I started thinking about Youth Encounter and uh, and Donna DGAP, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. How she used to always say, be good stewards of the host homes that you're staying in. Be good stewards of the places that you're stopping at. Be good stewards of, um, you know, how much you're, you are doing or you're not doing. Be good stewards and turn off the lights. Um, if you, <laughs> it was all these things and I, I was young, I was 18. I didn't really understand what that means. Yeah, I think stewardship is is defined as, you know, I, I think that you can define it in many different ways, but uh, one of the main ones is just respecting the resources and things that God has given you and not taking them uh, for granted and taking advantage of them. Um, being caring, loving, mindful, thoughtful towards these things that we have been given um, and not, not taking advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. And just to reiterate there, I think we as people, we as creations, we fail consistently to acknowledge that literally every single thing that we have is a gift from right. God. And we'll say, yeah, you know, our maybe our house or our money or our job or family or things like that. But we, we forget sometimes that like the breath that we have right now is a gift from God. And the fact that we still have, if you still have breath moving in and out of your lungs that is a gift mm. that very easily could be taken from you in an instant. Yeah. Right. And be, being thankful for all the things that God stopped coming your way today that you will never know that he had to do to make sure that you're still on a path moving towards him in relationship or all the things that he's working behind the scenes, right, right to make sure that you and him are as tight as possible. Yeah. And it's all out of love. Let me remind you that, um, super cheesy line but at the same time it's true i don't really care it's true it's the, it's the truth it's the truth yeah and um, so just just real quick jumping in like i do uh mike todd it. actually i don't know if he preached on stewardship but i saw it on instagram and he was just talking about um all these material things and he was like who do these belong to you got this money who does it actually belong to you got all these toys who does it actually belong to um if you're not using it to glorify God, and if you're not using it out of a of a generous spirit and a generous heart, then then what are you doing? You know, whose is this? And then the the most convicting thing that I saw that he was talking about was time, man, time. So he's yeah. like, he's Dude. like, how much? I mean, this was just a clip, but he goes, how many of you are gonna be able to confidently say, you know, like when you don't? I think this is where he was going. I'm not 100 percent sure. It was just little clips. It was kind of split up, but. Um, he said, how many of you are going to be able to, when you see, you know, when you talk to God, be like, hey, God, I'm going to give you two hours back that I used to watch Netflix instead of spending time with you. How many of you are have like would be confident in saying, God, sorry, I used that two hours on Netflix. You know, how are you going to give that time back to God when it's already gone? And that was like, whoa. Yeah, well, he, uh, one of the clips, I so I follow him on Instagram, too, he, and um, one of the clips that I saw from him, um, so he talked about how we have 24 hours in a day, mm -hmm. right? And 
if we are going off of the the model of tithing, so that is giving the first 10% of your income back to the church for whatever ministry concerns there may be, if you apply that directly to your time, that means that you're giving, I believe, two hours and 24 minutes of your day. It's either two hours and 24 minutes or two hours and 40 minutes. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one is technically 10% of 24 hours, but that you're giving 10% of your time back to God each day. That that must have been the one and I was watching. I heard watching. that. Yeah. That was is the same yeah. one? Okay, bet. There you go. We're on the same wavelength there. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, man, Gosh. there is a shot right at me. How Jeez. many you know, How many people could do that realistically? Take two, two hours and 40 minutes I mean, out of their day to spend time with God and give it back to him. Whether that's through serving you know, honest, or reading the Bible or devotion. How many, like... Do you think that's a reality? I mean, I think it's possible. Because, well, I think something that we misconstrue a little bit is that we have to think, like, we, we think when we have to spend time with God, it has to be all in one sitting. Mm. And, that's a good point. And something that I think, yeah, and that, you know, if you wake up and you do 30 minutes at the beginning of your day, all right, you get a solid start, you know, and then, you know, on the on the drive to work, maybe you're listening to a podcast, you got some worship music going, during work, if you got time to, I don't know, at least bless your food, your your lunch, driving home, same thing. Spend some time. Uh, if you get, you know, your wife, your family, yourself, more, whatever that is, you know, you can break that up into multiple points in the day. And also, like remembering that a lifestyle of worship, yeah, what like what you're saying can mean service, or it can mean reaching out to people, or it can mean um, initiating community, whatever that may be. That those are, you know, acts of spending time with mm-hmm. God, being able to. You know, let the the Holy Spirit moving through you in whatever way, shape, or form it may be. I would consider that spending time with God. Um, obviously, I think the things that we all struggle with, the things that we are convicted most with, is yeah, when we spend all of our time uh, scrolling through Instagram or we're watching Netflix, or we're just do like we claim that we're busy and then we really wind up just sitting at home and doing next to nothing. Right. You know. That's not God honoring. That's just kind of that's taking up space. I'm guilty of that. It's I'm laziness. totally exactly. guilty of it, though. Oh man, I love my Netflix. Yeah. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah. We. I think we all are. I think all of us listening to this here think, "Yep, that's uh, that's definitely me in some way." And shape, I form. and I I know that this is a little off off topic, but I think it's a it's a cool little little spot and a little pocket to 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 talk about just briefly. I don't want to sit in it too long, but yep, go go. Man, for. So I think for me, and I'm actually, man, I'm, I'm going to challenge myself to spend two hours and 40 minutes with God a day for the next week. I'm going to, I'm going to gear up to do this because lately I, I've started, I've started soft and I've kind of like started waking up early. That was kind of goal number one. And that's tough because I'm not a morning person. Let me tell you, I hate the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So I'm right there. Yeah. So yeah. getting up early, that was step number one. Uh, and then I just wanted to do like a quick devotional, 15 minutes, because I'm, gosh, I'm so cranky in the mornings. Man, I just, I, you don't want to be around me. Unless I can sleep until 9 o'clock in the morning. If I have to get up any earlier than that, you do not want to be around me. I'm just not happy. Um, so I was like, I'm going to spend 15 minutes of my grumpy time with God, and then maybe he'll change my heart and soften it. Um, and then that kind of turned into a half hour, which is where I'm at. And I do spend kind of other, um, gosh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but other times, uh, spontaneously throughout the day with God. Yeah. Other moments, moments or yeah. Moments or spontaneously spontaneous time with God. 
but I don't think that it would equal to two hours and 40 minutes. So I'm going to challenge myself to keep track of the time that I actually spend time that I spend with God. And if I'm not getting enough, I'm going to do my best to, to get better with it. And I think that this is, it's got to be a heart shift. It can't just be something um, that's, I mean, it can be something that's practice and discipline, but at the same time, your heart has to be in it. So I'm going to have to really lean on God to, to make that happen. It's going to be tough, but I think I'm going to challenge myself to do that just from this conversation. Steven, I want you to hold me to that. That's, yeah. Yeah, crazy. dude, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and something that, so I actually, I texted you a little bit while, a little while ago about, um, so we here at the Awaken Project, so we have some core scriptures that uh, we hold to the mission that we have behind this podcast and ultimately what we hope this whole project will eventually lead us to, which is full-time discipleship. And I texted Blake a little while ago and I was like, hey man, so we have these five scriptures um, I think I know a few of them, the titles off my, off the top of my head, but I don't have a single one of them mm-hmm. memorized. And I sat there and I was like, Oh, that's not good. So now my project has been trying to memorize those. And if I'm being quite frank, I had one good day where I sat down, I went to a big park in Madrid. I pulled up my Bible. I wrote them down in my journal. I prayed over them. I was like, all right, solid. This is good. And I really haven't done much since. And I keep using the, oh, like I keep doing other things or other, you know, oh, I got other things to pray. You're trying to justify it. Like, no, like I just, I have not done what I've needed to do to memorize those verses. That's a problem. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy that when it comes to God's word, that's when Satan works the hardest on your heart to keep you away from it? it yeah, it's kind of like it's God's word, and that's like the most powerful thing that we have. <laughs> that's exactly weird, what it is. You know? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. You know? Wow. Yeah. I would. It's like yeah. I in and I went through a time where I was like I was pumped up to read Harry Potter more than I was the Bible, and it's like okay, something's got to shift here, Blake. Witchcraft or the here. word of yeah. God. But anyways, okay, that's just a yeah. side note. And not that we're call not that we're calling Harry Potter the right. devil. Or witchcraft or something, that, yeah. But it, like you it get is the witchcraft, point. but it ain't quite the living, breathing word. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. So I have so to um, going back to so that heart change um, that you were just referencing mm-hmm. with with reading, and I, I promise eventually people will tie this back into stewardship. This is a good tangent, though. Um, this is a, so the couple notes that I took. I, I went through a, a devotional on U version, which those are actually really helpful. Do those if you have the U version app. Do those daily yes. devotionals. At the very least, you'll spend, you know, ten minutes reading through some some wise words and some scriptures. At the very least, mm-hmm. do those. Okay. So I went through this one devotional and I found a couple points. This first one stuck out to me. Po- the point reads as optimism means faith in men in their human potential. Hope means faith in God and his omnipotence. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that's Can you good. read that one more right. time? And Yeah, one more time, and then I have another one that comes after it, too. Optimism means faith in men in their human potential. Hope means faith in God and his omnipotence. Gosh, that's good. That's good. Okay, now here's the second part. Hope lives at the core of stewardship. A steward manages with the hope of meeting the one he manages for and returning to him his investment with interest. Wow. My word. Like what? My word. Yeah. And um, if any of you Bible nerds out there um, can think of the parable of the talents, this is Matthew 25 here. 
Um, so we have a master who has given um, eight collective talents to three slaves. One slave got five, one slave got two, and one slave got one talent. And before you think so, how do you give a talent? How do you give an ability? Well, remember that a talent was actually, that word is being used to describe an amount of money. And a large amount, um, there be it too. Um, literally, just like a picture, in this case, like a bag of gold, a bag of money, right? And so the first two servants, the ones that had five and two talents apiece, they went out and they doubled those talents. They were able to gain interest and they were able to bring that back to the master. And this is where we see the line, well done, good and faithful servant. There was something entrusted to them and they brought it back with interest. And the third uh, servant, the third slave, uh, he did not come back with interest. He went and he took his talent and buried it in the ground. And when he came back and had to report back to the master, he said, well, it was basically out of fear of you. I was afraid because you've been um, a you've been a, a mean boss. I can't think of a better word right now than that mean, works. but that I, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm scared of you and I didn't want to squander anything that you give me. So I just buried it and here's exactly what you gave me back. And this servant actually wound up getting casted out. The, the master was furious with him because it's like, I gave this to you. I trusted this to you and I got nothing in return. And it just pains me to think about how many times Jesus honestly probably looks at us and thinks, look at all the things that I've entrusted you with and look at all the things that you're giving back mm-hmm. to me, yeah. you know? And I think that's 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 what, so those two points that I just read and the, the parable of the talents is going to get, that gets to us at least is that, we, listen folks, we have, especially, if, okay, listen, if you are We're living in, yeah, <laughs> if you are living Sorry. in a a house that you like, you've got legitimate income, you've got family, you've got resource, you've got opportunities, you have talents, you've got a lot. You are in in the eyes of the world, in ter- in terms of like where you fall on the global scale of wealth, you're doing quite right. nicely. And there's a reason behind that. God has entrusted that to you, and He's expecting interest on that. So how are you stewarding that? And that goes to all of us. And if you haven't caught on, like Blake and I will be the first ones to admit that we need to do a better job with that. We're right there in the fight with you. And I think I think part so. of the fight too is what does that look like, man? That looks that looks different for all of us. But gosh, what does that look like? I don't have an answer right now. I really don't. I think that's something that you have to walk through and work through with God and, and kind of what he has, but what he has planned for you. But that's part of the battle, and I think that's what makes stewardship so hard, man. Uh, it is a a conviction of the heart. It's something that you have to be disciplined by, um, and I'll be the first one to admit. I, Yeah, just like Steven said, I, we're the first ones to admit we haven't done the best at this. And so uh, maybe part of this series is us admitting our failures and, and where we need to grow, but um, the other part of it is this is us saying that we want to get better at this in our lives and us as a younger generation, uh, we really need to do better at stewardship. We need to, we need to build up our hearts in that and we need to see where God has given us these gifts where we can be better, um, stewards, where we can give back that interest, where we can, um, really serve him at the best capacity that we're able to for his kingdom and, and for his glory. But I, I do 
I, I don't think that that looks the same for everybody. I think that that's different on all different levels. God has gifted us differently. And he says that. He says that in his word. So, yeah, dude, absolutely. So, Blake, let me ask you then. What can we do? Look at those. You can hear those dogs? Yeah, Man. Man, I'm sorry, everybody. We're working on building the that's studio in the new house. <laughs> let me ask you. What can we do as a younger generation or just as a people in general? What can we do to make stewardship cooler? Is it possible to make stewardship Hmm. cooler? Or will it always carry a connotation of financial burden and something we only talk about when we have to talk about it Yeah, and leave it at that? Man, this is this is a tough one. So I actually had a friend once tell me that his his dad didn't want to go to church because... Uh, his church was only out for money. That's all they were. They were building wealth. They were building um, their plans, and they were taking that to the moon, and that's all that they wanted uh, people there for was for their money. Let me make something clear. We don't want you at church for just your money. Um, We don't even want you there for your money at all. What we want you there for is to experience Jesus And if the Holy Spirit moves in a mighty way and uh, we're trusting in that and you feel led and and you believe in the mission that's happening, um, then, yeah, I'd say I encourage you to give. But do not think that churches are after your money and they're after for your wallet and your bank account. That's not it at all. So I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, We desire for you to know Jesus and to encounter him and uh, to to hear the gospel and, and be freed by that. So I just wanted to say that part, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think you can make stewardship cooler. Uh, as as I was reading over this point, I I don't really know if there is because uh, the only way, gosh, the only way that I think you could is if. Be, well, here's why I don't think you can. I think it looks different for everybody, and I do think that it's something that's learned. I think it, I believe it's a discipline, and I believe that God has uh, got to place that conviction on your heart. So I don't think you can convince others of what is really cool, especially in the adult years, um, unless it's like an iPhone 11 Pro. Those are really cool. But Apple kind of convinced <laughs> all of us of those. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but individual stories take a lot to become cool. I think that there's uh, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of books as I sit here looking at our bookshelf. There's a lot of books of people and their stories and what they've experienced and you can look at it and be like, man, that's awesome. That's neat, you know. But at the same time, I don't think you know what's cool until you've experienced it, if that, if that sounds mm-hmm. right. So until, mm-hmm. until, mm-hmm. until God has made that shift in your heart and until the Holy Spirit has moved um, and kind of placed this uh, stewardship identity and, and trust and, and, and hope in Jesus, that, that hope and knowing that, um, everything's going to be okay and everything is his and knowing that and having an understanding, um, I don't think it's going to be seen as cool. And even then from a mass majority, I, I just don't see it being cool. So I, I, I sound like a downer, but that's just the truth behind it. I don't think that it can be yeah. seen as cool on a mass level, on a massive level, but I, I do believe that personally it can be seen as, as life-giving and something that's rewarding and cool. And let me share another note along with that. So I think something like stewardship, especially when it's done well, that means that we are are exhibiting and showing radical obedience to God. Mm. 
that we are able to really lay down ourselves consistently to pick up that cross and to move forward with stewarding everything that we have. Yeah. And a lot of times, radical obedience often flies in the face of human logic. Right. Thinking about really, God can really supply everything that I need. Everything. Mm-hmm. Are you sure Gosh, about that? A, yeah. And and God and God says yes, I am sure about that. When was the last time that you looked at the cross? Wow. You know, stuff like that. And uh, thinking too that like you know God, He's not the enemy of our joy. Yeah. Right. And it's not like God is trying to rob us of these little fleeting moments of happiness that we might have, you know, coming from other sources. But ultimately, He's trying to supply us with joy. Right, and that, and that ultimately comes from giving glory back to Him. And how many times can you do that by being mm. a good steward? Right, ultimately letting Him be the source of that, and then all those little areas of your life that you're able to steward well with the provision of the Holy Spirit guiding you. And that's when you finally start to see joy come forth as as legitimate fruit, and all those needs are provided for, and you're living on that. You're living on a dependence for Him that He knows you need to have for Him. Right. I was talking to, um, this, this is a side tangent, but I promise it'll relate back to a little bit. Um, so David Black said again, the guy, he's been, his name's flown around the podcast here for a little while now. Um, he was talking to me about um, a conference that he was able to go to a couple weeks ago, and he told me, he, I can't remember the, the name of the guy that he saw, but it was about uh, a dude that was talking about how, so the early church, like right after the resurrection, the first century, right after that, 95% thereabout of the works of the church back then probably would have ceased to uh, continue if it not worth if it not worth hold it, for if it not worth gosh <laughs> come dang on it. Steven, you got this you got it um, 95 95% of what was going on the church was because of the Holy Spirit there we go and today 95% of what's going on in the church is because of us only about 5% of what's going on today right now is going on because we're letting the Holy Spirit do something because we're letting God do something versus back then only about 5% of what was going on probably was because of mm. people. And I just thought like, so like how many, like how many things, you know, are we doing with, you know, maybe, maybe that's something that we you need to approve on here is letting the spirit take this thing and, and run with a little bit more, um, but projects and ministries and churches and, what have you things that we just we say oh yeah we're doing it in the name of Jesus and then we're we're too afraid to let our dreams really take flight dreams that probably were put on our spirits on our hearts by God himself and he's saying hey i put this on you and i want this to to come forth i just need you to let me take the wheel here right yeah yeah huh. dude yeah that's that's an interesting thought gosh i think that that's because of our yeah our human nature has gotten in the way and our culture has shifted this it's totally aside no tangent but our our culture has shifted from uh trusting in in god and also even trusting in other people to this selfishness of no if i don't do it it's not going to get done and uh if i don't get the, well or a pride right or a if pride i don't thing. get credit for this then it's yeah then it's not worth it right let me tell you something that's that's not the it's not the way I uh, to think I know I'm guilty of it um but the truth is is that that's that's something that is just not it's not correct contribute and give in love every way that you can um the as much as you can don't let not don't let the lack of recognition hold you back from doing something great within 
something that you may be called into to to just help out with. So, anyways, Stephen, we got to wrap this puppy up. We've been we've been going a little bit yeah. long here, so thanks for sticking we've been going. with yeah, us. I would say we, it took us a little bit while to get going, but we uh, I would say we we caught a good tangent there yeah. at the end. So the last last I, I've been saying that we talk about money here for a little bit. And I think we're we're ka-ching, still going to ka-ching. hit the very end. But so both Blake and myself, we're going to share uh, one example uh, each of with from each of us where stewardship has either been a success or a failure in our lives when it came mm. to money. Um, just to pr- kind of bring it back around to what stewardship was, um, and to kind of tie a little bow on the original quote unquote original side of stewardship. Yeah. So. Blake, if you got one, go for it. Otherwise, I can take it too. Uh, go for it, and then I'll uh, I'll piggyback off of you. Sure. Yeah. So, when I think about my successes and my failures when it comes to money, um, I think about honestly how I was raised, and I was raised by two fantastic parents. And hopefully, they're listening to this episode, and they know that they're uh, two great parents. Mom and Papa love you guys a lot. And thanks for letting me be a little crazy and doing this this Awaken Project. Appreciate you for that. Um, but we were really good growing up at saving a lot of money and making sure that we had everything that we needed for whatever that may be. And, and I'd like to think that that habit carried a lot over into my young adult living, uh, that when I was finally on my own, I was able to you know, just kind of block stuff off, uh, have everything budgeted, and making sure that I had all of my needs prepared for. And I remember it was actually a little bit over a year ago in my life where um, if you go back to some of the earliest episodes of the podcast, you can find me uh, asking for prayers about this this very topic. Funny how that works out. Um, but I was struggling hardcore uh, to find a job, to find something to to help me pay for what I needed to, to pay for, which is at that point just a roof over my head and food on the table, you know. And, um, I had spent a lot of money, um, just on, oh, it's past graduation. Let's celebrate a little bit. And, uh, was not taking seriously the, I guess the, the future and, all, and but I, like, I wasn't taking seriously the future, but also like, I did not have my ducks in a row or my head on straight in the way that I, like my faith was not in God being able to eventually provide for what I needed. And I was way too concerned about uh, prestige of job and what it might be doing and timelines and all that kind of stuff and ultimately just didn't didn't really ever have a moment of all right god like where do you need me to serve the most and i'll be content with that job and um eventually he he led me to a great uh quick little two-month assignment knowing that i was i was moving to minnesota in a little while um but with the legal aid society of cleveland which wound up being a a great gig and have some great friends over at that, that job still really thankful for. Um, but I just remember in the midst of that, that um, I wound up having a really, really tough and honest conversation with God where I was literally at the end of my rope. Um, it was, I was probably about two weeks out from really being in some serious trouble money wise saying like, all right, God, I am sorry. First off, I'm sorry that I've let whatever pride or arrogance or just, lack of attention get in the way of really making sure that I was stewarding all that I had well and now I have next to nothing literally um and then seeing him still provide you know and thinking about stories like 
I, I just I love the prodigal son story. Luke Luke uh, fifteen verse eleven, starting there. Um, that story gets me every single time that I read it, and that was definitely a prodigal son moment for me. Of it wasn't it wasn't a full on you know conversion coming back in the whole well maybe not the whole party, but you get the point. It was still something. I was like, all right, like just got to come to come to my senses and. He used to he used to welcome me back in with faithfulness and was and started to teach me then like how to be consistent day in day out with all those little things like stewardship that really do matter. Mm. So that was a little that was a little longer story, but that's that's what I came to mind. And it yeah, was for me. yeah, for so. sure, man. So I think uh, yeah, that's that's great for me. So it was kind of it was kind of sep or different. Uh, not uh, totally opposite, but it was a little bit different for me growing up. Um, my parents would give when they could, and God bless them, and I love them so much, and I'm so thankful for them. Um, and they would give when they could, and I remember seeing them putting you know, checks in the offering plate and doing what they could, and they had this uh, this wonderful gift of hospitality. So there was a couple times where I know a couple families came in and out of living in our house, and uh, I didn't fully understand the stories until now that I'm older. I've been asking my mom, so, hey, why why did this family move in with us? Or, you know, hey, why did that family move in with us? Or, hey, why was why was that person staying with us for so long? And she's finally starting to tell me the stories behind it, and it just, it's, gosh, such a loving spirit of my parents, um, kind of just housing these people. So super thankful for that example. Um, and I think that's actually where kind of my love for hosting has <laughs> come from, truthfully. But anyways, yeah, I think uh, for us, the the financial side was just different. It was it was something that it was there, but it wasn't there consistently. And my my parents were my dad was a super hardworking guy, and uh, and so was my mom. My mom was a great mom, and she uh, she she did what she could, and um, she had you know a couple different jobs and. Just like I said, I remember going to church and we'd throw checks in the plate every now and then. Into my adult years now, reflecting on that, I'm just kind of seeing how there's two, and, and I'm learning about this currently, and I think it's it's really tough, especially in this phase of life where you're trying to establish yourself and uh, you yourself and you're trying to establish your family and you just kicked off your career and you're trying to find this balance of how much can I give, how much do I give? What do I do? And what do I, you know, if I don't give, am I going to be cursed? Am I not going to be blessed? Is something uh, bad going to happen to me? Um, nothing, nothing bad's going to happen to you, but it, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's one of these, I don't know, one of these things that you kind of wrestle through and you discover. And it's a couple of things that I've learned is there's, there's a difference between tithing and giving. Mm. Tithing mm-hmm. yep, yep. comes from it's it's a biblical term. It's all about giving back to God in the first ten ten percent of your of what you what you have. Just giving that back and contributing it to God and uh, trusting that He's going to do with it um, what He's He's planned to do. And uh, and then there's giving, which is above and beyond that ten percent. Um, and and that giving would be also like, man, I'm going to go serve for the day, cleaning up this sort of stuff. And man, I'm going to give my time to go and you know, do this thing here and serve this way there. Um, that's kind of the give, the giving side of it, um, which is, and here's, here's a spoiler alert. That is the challenging part for me Mm, because we, you know, I'm in full-time ministry. And so it's like, man, I give, that's my job is to give. It's to, it's to go through all these things and, um, give back plan, do what I can to contribute to, 
the members of our our church body and our congregation. So I'm always I'm always doing as best as I can to give and serve. And then there's the tithing portion where um, that's the part where I truly believe that that's that's a that's a disciplined thing and a conviction thing and. Uh, God's got to move in your heart. I'm, I'm truthfully, and here it is. This is the confession. I'm still figuring it out. If you're just figuring it out, just know that it's okay. Uh, but what's not okay is if you never start somewhere. <laughs> so if, if that's that's good. That's really good. That's yeah, honest. If you're yeah. if you're listening into this and you you know you don't go to church and you're not plugged in and and you don't believe in Jesus, one, I I just want you to know that He loves you and He cares about you, and I would encourage you to go and uh, get involved in a church. Um, but if you are somebody who is listening to this and you're part of a church body and a church family, I just want you to know that uh, that tithe, giving back to the church, is what helps it operate and run. And so that's why it's super important that you believe in the mission of the church that you're attending because that's what you're giving to and you're trusting that God is going to take the dollars that you've given to enhance that mission and vision and press it forward um, and make an impact for the kingdom. So... For me and, and my wife, this is just where we're at. We're starting somewhere. You know, we, the, the hard part is, and, and I feel convicted of it now, but we are not that 10%. We're getting there. Um, and our hope is, is that we'll get there sooner than later. Um, and we have goals for that. But that came from starting somewhere. And don't let anybody tell you uh, that starting from somewhere is wrong. Please don't. And if, if they do, I would love to have a conversation with them. Because it's it's all about a wrestling within the spirit. If all you can tithe is three percent, man, go ahead, give that three percent. It's better than nothing. Trust God that He's going to move and and uh, and lean on Him that He's going to provide for you the rest of the month and whatever whatever needs you have. If it's five percent, cool, do five percent. See what God's going to do. If it's eight percent, cool, give eight percent. Watch what God's going to do with it. Um, and if it's the full ten, awesome, give it. Watch what God's going to do. And anything above that, man. Yeah, watch what God's going to do. And I say, when I say watch what God's going to do, I'm not saying that he's going to make your bank accounts more and more full. What I'm saying is that he's going to use that tithe, that gift, to reach others for his kingdom. He's going to use it to bless others in ways that you might not be able to. And God is going to bless you through that. There's going to be a blessing. Um, I'm not here to, to preach the prosperity gospel. That's not what I stand by. But I do believe that God is going to bless those that, that love, that give, um, that trust, that rely, and that have faith and hope in him. Well, and I, and I think a lot of, and just to kind of highlight, highlight exactly what, he's, what yeah, you're saying here yeah. at the end, but that we have a very, very, I feel like as a people, we're very narrow-minded when it comes to what God's allowed to bless right. us with, you know? And we oftentimes forget that, and and again, the, we we do not uh, prescribe to the prosperity gospel here, but that when we think of blessed, we think of money, we think of fame, we think of you know when someone says, "Oh, I'm blessed, so blessed, so blessed," you know, and then it only comes after you've won something or you've you know completed something, whatever. Maybe that's a renewed relationship. Maybe that's you know a, a new level of peace maybe that's a, a new found trust and dependence on him things like that right. things that you know if we're really counting our blessings those those are the things that we really should be taking into account first mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway yeah so i went off on a tangent there but all that to say man pray and ask god this is i mean this is everything but money specific for this this part ask god hey god what 
one, wh- where am I supposed to be? What church body am I supposed to be a part of? What mission am I supposed to be behind? And then two, God, what am I supposed to give? Help me to to figure out what's, you know, help me to work on my trust in you. And uh, actually, I'm doing a devotional right now called Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle in the Bible app, and it's great. And he's talking about what if we actually meant what we prayed and how if we don't actually mean what we pray, then we might as well not pray at all. And it's just super convicting. It's great. If you haven't, if you can't tell, I love the convicting stuff that really gets me thinking and, you know, heart change. Uh, you might not be that person. I get it, but I am. Um, so anyways, it's kind of how the whole, you know, re- the whole repentance thing works. And that's kind of a key cog <laughs> here in the whole Christian right. walk just to right. put it out there. So anyways, I just thought that was wild, but pray, be like, God, help me to fully trust in faith in, in or to trust and have faith in you uh, that we're going to be all right if I give this money. And if I, if I tithe this your way, God, move my heart so that I can get to that 10%. God, just show me, you know, what it is that you're doing um, through this, through this tithe that I'm giving you. I know that, you know, I trust you that you're going to do what's right, but Lord, help me to be a part of this. I'm in this with you. Yeah. Lean into him, trust in him and uh, that he's going to move. Don't, don't let anybody kind of take that away from you, but yeah, pray about it. Pray, pray dangerously about it. Um, It's a great devotional. Actually, I'm really enjoying it. I didn't think I would. That's good stuff. Yeah. Let's say I did it about a month ago. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's good. Go check it out. But I don't know where I kind of lost myself here, but just start somewhere. Start it's okay. Somewhere. We're 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 getting close to an hour. We got to yeah, wrap this, is, this puppy is up getting here. Pretty long. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're we're double what we try to shoot for. Um, probably uh, we'll we'll make sure that the next episodes are at at half. So, anyways, okay, Stephen. We shoot more for we shoot more for forty, yeah, but anyway, forty, thirty-five, somewhere in there. Not fifty-five. Whatever. <laughs> right okay. All right, Blake. Talk to me. What were you going to say? I, I think I was just going to say that start somewhere um, because you can never go anywhere until you start. And, yeah, just just pray. Ask God what it is that uh, he's put on your heart and how he's moved you to um, to give, to, to be a good steward of your finances, but then also to be a good steward about different things in your life in different areas, um, your health, your the places that you live, all that sort of good stuff. And we'll get into more of those other things in the weeks to come. We got some good stuff coming up here on the Awaken Project podcast. As always, if you do not already subscribe to the show, we suggest that you do so pretty soon here. As in once you finish listening to this episode, um, if you can and if you feel so willing, if you could leave us a nice little review, five stars would be great. Otherwise, your honest opinion is welcome too. Uh, But a five star would be fantastic and a written review too. Uh, just so that way we, whenever people come across the show, they like they say, hey, these guys know what they're doing. And then also that helps us to be seen a little bit more on Apple Podcast brands like that. They say, all right, these guys are legit. We can give them a little bit more. We can put them a little bit higher in the search bar when, when people search for stuff like this. Yeah. So that's that. And always, uh, we've got Facebook. We've got an Instagram, The Awaken Project, on both of those platforms. If you would like to reach out to us in any way, shape, or form, we have an email, theawakenproject.us at gmail.com. Or if you know Blake or myself personally, feel free to contact us with any uh, prayer requests, concerns, things about the podcast you'd like to see happen. We are open books and would love to be in communication with you about any of these things. You know what's funny? You've probably had more people reach out to me, but uh, reach out to you than I have. But 
we say that every time and I, I'm like, oh man, I'm prepared. Cause I mean, we get the statistics of how many people listen, age groups, so on and so forth. And so I'm like, man, based off of this, if even 5% of these people reach out to me, my phone's going to be flooded, but nobody reaches out to us. So for reals, we really mean that. Like if you want to see something on well, here, we've had a, we've had a few, a few, a but few. based off of what we got, it's like, there's, there's people that are thinking up more things than, than just the, the five that have reached out. So for real, we, yeah. we want to get to know you. We, we, um, would love to hear your ideas and we would love your feedback and to hear from you. So reach out to us. We really truthfully, truthfully mean that Instagram's a great place to, to get, to reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. I say if you've, li- if you're still sticking with us up to this point, you've learned, uh, that Blake and I will be the first, to, first to admit that we're not trying to, to do this for ourselves, but we're, we're doing this for, for you and ultimately for, for the glory of God. And so if that's the last little bit that you need to take it seriously, then that's cool too. That's, I think that's a real thing that people, people have, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Otherwise we will see you all in two weeks for the next installment of the Awaken Project podcast, episode two of three for this stewardship series. I think that's all we got. All right, everybody. So with that, I'm Blake Wright. And I am Stephen Wagner. And this has been the Awaken Project Podcast. We'll see you all next time.